And Salma, Associate Justina speaking. I can speak to Bogus, please. Um, sure. What's your name? Joey Jingola. Okay, hold on one second. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Your call and your business are very important to us. Please hold the line and we'll be right with you. Bogus, I can help you. Bogus, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, what's up? Not much. How you doing, sir? Good. I was your fourth. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Here's the thing. I handle more of the back-end stuff. Um, I haven't really been the face of the agency. My dad's always been the face of the agency. Since we've, we've been around, you know, it's always been Hansel and Associates, and that's great. But if you ask any client, well, I wouldn't say any client. A lot of clients think that everybody that works in here is a Hansel, uh, which, which could be kind of confusing at some, some point. So what I've been doing is more of the back-end stuff, and, and lately, the last few years, is my dad has really put one foot out the door. Me and my brother have really put an effort, uh, started putting effort into, into, into building, uh, you know, transitioning the agency over to us uh, and, and us being the face of the agency. That's good. That was my buddy Bogus Hansel of, you guessed it, Hansel and Associates in Chicago, Illinois, the great windy city and first full disclosure i'm recording this thing at about 12:22 on christmas night well it's actually not christmas anymore uh, the day after christmas uh 12:22 a.m um after very little sleep on christmas eve preparing for christmas so if anything sounds out of sorts we're just going to chalk it up to that but we're going to do our best persevere and here's the thing right Bogus thinks here. I think what's really cool, right? And I obviously I kind of I understand where Bogus is coming from. Uh, he says, you know, if you ask a majority of our clients, they might think at any given time that anybody that you're talking to in our agency has the last name Hansel. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a problem that would be considered good or bad or really needs fixed or not fixed. I think it's just a thing that kind of is and. I don't know if it's you know, something you have to go out of your way to really manage. But what is interesting is working in a family agency. And I have a lot of experience with this, and I have talked with other agents who obviously are in very similar situations. Is this, is this kind of shadow, this legacy that you kind of grew up in, right? To where your dad or that first or second generation, you know, whatever generation you are that's in front of you is kind of the thing. They're the big deal. They're the main attraction. They're the headliner. They sell the tickets. And it's what do we do about, you know, maybe, you know, having them open on the side stage eventually and how are people going to react to that? It can be intimidating, we'll say, if... You let it be. And I think that's the challenge as I think, again, because it's been a thing for so long and just the things that you hear from your existing clients and the 
you know, the feeling, the notions, the thoughts that you think that they might have surrounding, you know, who they might be speaking to at any given time and the last name that they may or may not have. I don't know how much of it is a thing that you should necessarily concern yourself with because I think when you do, and this is something that I have maybe, you know, suggested to Bogus once or twice in, in, our, in, our, in our kind of uh, back channel conversations, you know, kind of behind the scenes conversations that aren't secretly recorded. You know, I might have suggested to Bogus that, you know, maybe, maybe you shouldn't be so concerned and so carefully thought out on how this all might actually happen. We know it's not going to be a clear-cut type of thing, but it's it's something that, you know, we've, we've trying to figure out the, the correct way to do it. So we've really kind of, you know, held back on most of the, you know, the blogging stuff. We've kind of held back on a lot of the Facebook posting stuff um, until we really kind of set up a game plan. And I think that's what, what works really well with my brother and I as to we like to approach things in a very, like you said, tactical method. Um, it's, it's, it's proven to be successful in the past for us, and that's something that we want to do in the future too. Uh, well, so, um, yeah, okay. And I don't, I'm never one to argue with past success because that's, that's a hard thing to do because, you know, when you were successful with something, um, you know, there's, there's a good reason to pay attention to understanding why you were successful with it. And I get that bogus and I'm not, uh, so it's the, it's the love affair with the tacticalness, completely not a word that I am a little concerned about in this regard, right? So here's what I will say is, again, yes, I have noticed in my dealings that Bogus uh, might like to have every duck in a row and then maybe a few pigeons and a goose and a swan possibly just hanging out just in the right positions at any given time. And that's great. However, there is a certain sense of urgency might be a word to use that could could play here the other thing is is that the people that are ultimately going to be finding you through those methods like of the holding off on the the blogging on the facebook posting a lot of those people aren't the people that know your dad and who he is and his larger than life persona and the shadow that you have been trying to oh so carefully peek around these last several years. It's just not a thing to them. And I think that's if I could if I could do one thing to kind of maybe just take down the whole anxiety level on the thing for everybody involved here is that it's almost like you have two separate agencies. That's way too strong. But the point is, is that you will have people that will find you through those methods that have no previous knowledge of your agency that really don't care about who or what you are and what you do. They just know that they found you in a time of need, in a time of desperation, and you were very helpful, probably more so than anybody else that they were able to find, and then thus that compelled them to call you. 
Then you've got the way that business has always been done. It's the people that know and see that shadow on a daily, weekly, monthly, whatever basis. And they think, I got to talk to the Hansels because they're my people. And I just need to know what they think because I got to know. I got to know. They already know, right? And it's it's, it's just night and day. And most of the time, most of the time, those are not the same people. And they're not going to be the same people because they've come to you a certain way. They've been accustomed to that. And assuming that all of a sudden they're going to start reading the blog, start maybe following you, liking you on Facebook, maybe it happens. But it's going to be such a small percentage that the meticulous nature in which you approach it is probably going to kill more good ideas and energy than necessary in the process. Just way more casualties in this whole thing because at the end of the day, you know, what this is, is attracting new business. And it's this new business that, you know, you're, you're looking to find. It's not necessarily, yes, it's the face. Yes, it's not. I get all of that is important. Um, but it's the, the idea that it's never going to be a perfect time to introduce, reintroduce new people, even if they have the same last name. And I think, I think they would be receptive to that too. Obviously I think it's much easier, um, in a family situation because there's like, oh, oh shucks, gee, sort of thing. Like, look at, there's the, here's the kids. They're coming up there, you know, they're big, they're growing up and they can kind of do this thing on their own. Now, whether, you know, whether they've, you know, whether they've dealt with you or not, um, you know, they, and, 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 and again, Dealing with, you know, again, my family agency has been around since 1955. My grandfather started it. And, you know, those people that come to us through that way, through the, hey, they're out in the community and, you know, I saw your uncle at the grocery store sort of thing and he said, I got to talk to you because you handle this. It's a completely different sale, a different approach. And it's never, again, I've, I've, so maybe, maybe, maybe these people start again reading that stuff. Maybe it puts the puts it over the edge. I could tell you stories of where I've had people that I've gone to high school with that you know knew who I was obviously and what I did, but yet they still feel they felt compelled to understand and you know watch videos, read articles that I've written, and then that pushed them over the top as if you know there was still a consideration. There was always a consideration. Um, and that kind of helped now, yes, that's going to happen too, but, um, most of the time it's, well, I already know who I can, I already know who I know. I know I can trust them and I do like them. That's most of the work, right? Once somebody's gotten through that process, the no like trust thing, it's like, man, I really don't, I just, I don't care about anything else because I'm lazy. I just want it done. I barely want to be having this conversation to begin with as much as you may or may not like that person that is standing in front of the agency. And that's the, I think the thing, it's just always knocking yourself down a, a peg or two, just saying, ah, you know what? They really don't care. And they're really not going to pay nearly as, as much attention to the, any of this as you think that they are. It really just helps kind of loosen the, the nut, the bolt, whatever on the whole thing and just kind of let you relax. But bogus, I got to ask because, you know, some of these things, they might be, might be psyching you out a little bit. 
what if you could just, you mentioned earlier, if you could just define for me really quickly, what do you consider to be back-end stuff? Uh, most of the marketing stuff, um, all the, the customer, uh, let's say, customer service processing type of, uh, of ordeals. So, you know, how many times we call them for renewals, how many times we contact them, um, you know, all the, the, the inter-office managerial stuff. So mostly most of the day-to-day stuff that you really, uh, you know, I, I don't really sell uh, as much as uh, I should. I have been doing that more often now, but it's more so I, I kind of take care of the, the issues once they get to, 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 to my point. So there's obviously a lot there. First things first, and this is something that I might be wrong on this. I don't know. I don't think I am. At least I don't think I want to be because here's the thing. If, bogus, if you're doing the marketing, if you're doing a lot of the marketing stuff and you're not the face of the agency, then that, that feels like a contradiction in 20, almost 18, basically. Because I've mentioned this to several of my good friends that I've had kind of, you know, again, you know, kind of behind the scenes conversations with. If you are, if you are doing the marketing in a 2018 world, if you are setting that strategy and if you are capable and talented, which again, most of the people that I've discussed this with are very much so, you are the face, right? Marketing in 2018 requires somebody to be the face. Um, and that's kind of, this is this inflection point that we've been sitting at, fighting at, tussling with, just kind of verbally berating each other back and forth this entire time. It's, it's, this, it's, it's this transition period that we're, we're going through that, again, if you are handling the marketing, you're also handling being the face of the agency. And it's, the mo- it's a very valuable position to be in, right? And this is something that I don't think... Um, a lot of people really understand is the leverage and the value that comes just by being it and what it means for future endeavors and possibilities beyond that. Because if you are constantly behind the scenes and yeah, you might've executed the strategy and yeah, you might've planned the thing and you put the pieces in the right place. But at the end of the day, the person that they see is going to get the credit. And the person that gets the credit is ultimately going to get the thing that is probably in some way the most valuable. And I just, I see so many people just kind of give that away and discount it so easily. And I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's just out of sheer, not really knowing what's happening, but it's such a valuable piece of the puzzle that should just not be easily thrown away. And I would encourage everybody to kind of think in that position to not necessarily, um, you know, discount that like maybe some should or do. And it is, it is this back end mentality that I think again, if you are in marketing, that you cannot, you cannot have, right? Because if no, no longer are we in the days of back-end marketing people that just execute campaigns that nobody ever sees the person doing it. I, just, I, don't think, I don't think that's the world that we live in. I think you are spearheading it. You are leading from the top down and you are showing people, you know, again, 
what you do, how you do it. And you have to be the one out in front. You have to be the one willing to stand up in front of the agency and, again, communicate through those channels that were previously unavailable and then potentially ignored from the people that you are trying to now become the face from of whatever. It's so important. It can't be, I don't, again, I don't think it can be taken lightly. I don't, well, no, here's this. I think it can be taken lightly from the standpoint that I don't think it needs to be this big buildup that you ultimately may want it to be or not. It's not like anybody's asking or demanding for you to come out with an announcement that says, hey guys, I'm sure you've been thinking about this for like at least a couple of weeks, but you know, we've got a new face for the agency. I know you've been probably worried. I know this has probably been something that you think um, is really stressing you out, but I just want to let you know we got it covered. Like that's not a thing that happens. And they just want to see something from somebody, preferably with the last name Hansel, probably because it just, again, makes them feel warm and fuzzy. And it's already a step ahead, right? Now, if you guys had a different last name, I might, I don't know that I would necessarily change this conversation a little bit, but I don't think I would. Not really, but it's even better. It just makes it that much easier. So go do the thing, right? Go do the thing. I think we just need to operate a little bit, a little bit quicker just across the board because ultimately I don't think we're going to have the time to be as careful with some of these things as we necessarily want because if we wait, then somebody outside of our agency might have stolen that face altogether. I want to know if this is something that I only observe that only necessarily happens to me. It's not really it happens to me, but I just notice it a lot and or really just kind of a, a whole aside on decision making. So uh, Christmas Eve, I was uh, making the routine hour and 20-ish minute drive uh, home from Ashtabula to where I live in Streetsboro. It decided to just snow like at the perfect time like crazy. So that turned the hour and 20 minute drive into like two hours and 20 minutes. So that's spect- again leading to the compounding effect that may or may not be on this, this podcast. We'll find out. Anyway, so I'm just... So during these these moments uh, where you know traffic kind of slows down, you're doing it's like a 40, 45 mile an hour ordeal on the, on the freeway. And you're just kind of going, you're doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, I mind you, I'm, 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 I'm pushing it a little bit maybe. I'm maybe going 5, 10 miles an hour faster than I probably should be. But kind of want to get home. I got things to put together. There's things that need wrapped and all that good stuff. But there's always a dude. Like, I don't care no matter where you're going, how bad it is. There's always a dude who's driving like a 15-year-old Honda Civic that is plowing through that snow like... Just he has no regard for his life or anybody else around him. And I, I'm just saying it's a dude. I don't know. And it scares the crap out of him. Now I'm rolling in a, I've got a fully, like fully four wheel drive vehicle here going down a nice size four wheel drive vehicle. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm not going that. Like, I just feel, it's like one, I don't want to see, because I feel like that also increases the ability for me to also, because he's just, he feels like his, you know, he's rolling around in his Honda Civic, which he's treating like a Humvee. Do you notice that guy? Because I honestly, every time, every time that guy uh, passes me up, I'm like, dude, like this is insane. 
I kind of want to keep pace with him just to see what happens because I feel like something bad's going to happen because it's just kind of insane. Like snow covered, like roads, 15-year-old Honda Civic. It's not a good spot, man. It's not a good decision. And so first off, actually, I should have led with this. All of my friends that are listening to this that don't have dealings of snow that just have no idea what I'm talking about. You're like, Joy, what is this substance that you speak of? Just go on, grab a few toothpicks, stick them in your ears, forget that you heard this, whatever, that's fine. Uh, But for those of us that have to deal with such uh, potentially life-threatening situations, uh, just curious, right? Maybe there's an equivalent of just like, maybe the pavement's too hot and you guys have to drive on it. I don't know. It's probably not a thing. Joey at agencynation.com to do that. If you want to let me know about the 15-year-old Honda Civic guy driving in ridiculously unsafe weather at a rate that is not really sustainable. Joey at agencynation.com. Sure.